what you do in a B-movie. The end is a little bit ridiculous. I was unsurprised to see that. And it's sweet! Oh my gosh, you guys need to go watch it. It's so good. It's so good. I want to watch it again. travelers and welcome once again to an episode of the before and after show we took a week off because i didn't want to see ted 2 and i released an in-between show last week talking about jaws and how amazing that is and you can go listen to that on the uh, soundcloud page or the itunes page and uh we're headed back into summer movie season again right now with uh the terminator franchise if you haven't listened to the show before um the way it works is each week I take a film uh, that I've never seen before and me and a guest go and give you our expectations for that film and then the following week we come back and we tell you what we actually thought about the film, whether it met our expectations, whether it fell short, whether it exceeded. That's how expectations work. So we'll hop into it today. I'm welcoming uh, a guy I go way back with, um, <laughs> Mr. Ryan Buell. Howdy, howdy, everybody. It's good to have you here. Thank you. Happy to be here. Yeah, it's, it should be fun. Um, so do you want to let people know who you are, what your history with film and <sighs> myself is? Yeah, uh, so Ryan Buell is my name. Uh, stories are my game. There you go. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I've known you, well, kind of known you since high school. Kind of. Uh, you thought I was going to eat you, apparently. Yes, you were terrified in high school. <laughs> and then uh, we met later on in life when I looked less terrifying. And... Uh, <laughs> And I love stories. Yeah. I love uh, whether it be comic books, book, novel, movie. Just if it's a good story, I'm I'm a fan of it. So yeah. that's kind of my brief history with that kind of stuff. Yeah, and it, I mean, I think that shows in a lot of aspects of your life. Like that's you're like the kind of like what I think of when I think of Ryan is like that guy loves a good story. Mm. And uh, yeah, that's cool. Um, so. Speaking of stories that you've seen recently, have mm. you watched anything or read anything or listened to anything recently? Yeah, I, uh, I recently just watched um, True Grit, the Jeff Bridges version. Oh, which, For the first time? No, no, no. I've seen okay. it many, many times, but I just I had it had been a while. Gosh, and uh, I just <laughs> I just popped on the Blu-ray version, and I love the movie. And I grew so up good. watching the old John Wayne version. That's uh-huh. my dad's favorite film. Okay, so watch that all the time. And then, but I just I love the Jeff Bridges version, like. Just the mood, the setting, the story, just this pissed off old guy who's just like, fine, <laughs> I'll help you out. And I like the actress that played the Oh, Haley Stanfield? Way better than the John Wayne version. That, yeah. That chick was annoying. Yeah. Um, I, oh man, I saw that movie four times in theaters. Really? I, yeah, I was obsessed with that movie. I feel like that's how the Coen brothers work is like every few years, because they do about a movie a year, mm. maybe one every two years. And I feel like every third or fourth movie from them, I just get completely obsessed with. Yeah. Like, I got super obsessed with, um, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Oh, I love that movie. I love that movie. That's the movie that got me into, uh, 
bluegrass. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, is this, this is the style of music? <laughs> yeah. I must find it. Um, and then I got super obsessed with No Country for Old Men. Still I like, haven't seen that one. <laughs> I saw that in theaters and I was like, I didn't like that, but I think it was my fault that I didn't like that movie. Like, I was like, I'm pretty sure that was actually awesome, but I missed something because <laughs> I'm a dummy. And so when it came out on DVD, I bought it. And I watched it six times in a week. Yeah. I don't do that with movies ever. <laughs> I never do that with movies. And then when True Grit came out, I saw it four times in theaters. And yeah. I had never seen the original. Mm. And my dad and I went to see it the day it opened, which was Christmas Day. And I was like, what is this movie? So I ended up getting the original from Netflix when mm-hmm. they were. I still have DVDs coming from them. And we watched it, and I didn't like it as much. Really? Yeah, I think I prefer the Coen Brothers version. I do too. I still have a. There's still a warm spot in my heart for that, just because yeah. you know me and my dad we share that. And I mean, John Wayne got an cat his first, I think, an only, only Academy yeah. Award for that part. So yeah, I was like, hmm. and it was one of his last movies too. Yeah, I think his very last movie movie was. Machinist? No, that's something else. That's the Christian Bale movie. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's the not, Shootist. It's the Shootist. Okay. That was his last movie. Got it. I knew there was an ist. Yeah, I didn't... I'm, I haven't really seen a ton of John Wayne movies. I share a birthday with him, but... Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, I have seen... Have you ever seen The Cowboys? Yes. Gosh, Where He I takes all those those young men out and on the, on the, the cattle trail or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the villain in that movie, it was the first time he died in a movie. It was the first time John Wayne died in a movie. Oh, that's right. Bruce Dern is the villain in that movie, and he had a problem getting work after that movie because everyone hated him. Because he, he killed John Wayne. Wayne. Yeah. It was and just a story still. He killed the Duke. Yeah. No, he's a great actor. Like, if you want to get into some, like, old, uh, like, a, like, a super old underrated school. old school actor, Bruce Dern is the, guy, the go-to Dern. guy. Okay. He's awesome. He's in this movie called Silent Running. It sounds familiar. Is that a science fiction movie? Yeah. Okay. Have you ever seen it? No. The name sounds familiar. It's great. He's like this only guy on a space station that's like supposed to be growing new crops for the Earth. Okay. And he's got these like three little robot helper friends named Huey, Dewey, and Louie. From DuckTales? <laughs> I think DuckTales may have gotten the names from Silent Running. <laughs> and uh, he's just so good in it, man. He's awesome in that movie he actually reminds me a lot of christian bale like a 70s christian bale okay just that the way he kind of carries himself yeah and And he's kind of experiencing like a super duper late in his career uh renaissance right now because he was in nebraska Mm -hmm. with will forte and got nominated for an oscar for it and he's going to be in the hateful eight tarantino's new movie yeah i heard about that one yeah have you seen the pictures from it i oh i saw samuel jackson i was convinced okay just from that picture did you see kurt russell in it yeah oh man that mustache (laughs) he's doing he's uh, rocking his tombstone stash again even better man like it's just it's just like the tombstone mustache went out of control like it just like became sentient and it it was just like i live here now it like pays him rent and stuff that's Sally Field. She's got to go. <laughs> Sally Field. Isn't he married to her? No. Goldie Hawn. Goldie Hawn. Yeah. They're right? Quote. It's blonde. I know that. They were in Overboard together. Yes. Yeah. Goldie, Goldie Hawn. Yeah. That's it. Okay. Cool. Um, okay. Did you watch anything else? Or uh, That was kind of the main thing I've seen lately. How about you? Okay. Um, I want to say yes. I feel like I watched something this week. I don't know what it was. I've, oh, you know what? I watched all eight episodes of this show called The Meltdown with Jonah and Kumail. 
It's a stand-up comedy show. Okay. And I just it's really good. It's hosted by Jonah Ray and Camille Nanjiani, who are two podcast hosts. Okay. Um, for the they both have podcasts on the Nerdist Network, and I like them both. Jonah's a co-host on the actual Nerdist podcast with um, Chris Hardwick, and Kumail has a podcast with his wife called The Indoor Kids, and it's all about video games. Mm-hmm. And Kumail's also on Silicon Valley, and Jonah was the Bing spokesman for a while. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> yeah, he just did a bunch of commercials about how Google was better than Bing, and then it got proved that it, it's not. So they had to pull the commercials <laughs> legally. Um, <clears throat> but they're two stand-up comedians, and they every week uh, they host this stand-up show at the Nerd Melt Theater in L.A., which okay. is in the back of a comic book store. It's in Melt- Meltdown Comics. Oh, okay. Yeah, so if you go to Meltdown Comics, it's a comic book store in the front and a comedy store in, in the, the back. back. Like and, a mullet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's literally a business in the front and a party in the back. Um, and it's it's cool. Uh, you should if you get down to LA, you should go there sometime. I like I like that spot a yeah. lot. They, it's a really good comic book store, and like I've seen a couple shows there, and it's super fun. Nice. But it's sort of like this spot where comedians can come and just kind of hang out and like kind of test out new material or just do like weird stuff that they couldn't get away with in their normal act like it's super weird okay there's like a bunch of weird stuff that happens on that like there's this comedian named joe james adomian mm-hmm. and he just like comes out dressed as the sheriff of nottingham and like talks about how he's looking for robin of loxley that knave and like just completely commits to the sheriff of nottingham character and pulls this woman up from the audience and refers to her as maid marion and he's like um he, he's talking about how he's going to wed her and like he now, like, is this the alan rickman sheriff of nottingham or just stereotypical stereotypical but also kind of alan rickman okay. like he kind of looks like alan rickman okay uh Sheriff of Nottingham, but it's just like this weird bit. Like it's not even that funny, but it, it's just almost like this weird <laughs> performance art piece. Uh-huh. And then he like he like he's like you know I'm Robin will surely come looking for you or whatever. And then he like oh we must away and just like <laughs> takes her backstage to the green room where all the comics are hanging out. And she's like what's going <laughs> on? And he's just like he just drops the characters as he gets backstage and he's like you're great what's your name and she's like autumn he was like autumn i love you and he gives her a hug and then he like introduces her to all the comics and that's the end of let his entire set like he didn't do a single like normal joke for it um okay. this comedian rory scoville did this bit where all he did was come out and the audience started clapping for him and he was like keep it going keep it going through my whole set i'm just gonna tell jokes and i just want you to keep clapping the entire time i'm telling my jokes and he goes, even if I tell a joke that's not funny, don't stop clapping. Just boo me. Just boo me with your mouth if you don't think something. Just something's keep the noise going. Just keep basically. the noise going. Okay. And like he did it. They're clapping throughout his entire set, and it's ridiculous. Um, <laughs> Weird Al performs "Dare to Be Stupid" with a string quartet on it. I posted oh that on Facebook the I other day because it was incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just like this space for like comedians to try out like weird stuff yeah the um, non-standard things like. yeah and just kind of like there's kind of no pressure on them and i like that like yeah. they just get to be like what's this weird almost performance arty stuff that i've been wanting to do but couldn't get away with if i just like did it as part of my act yeah main stage in new york yeah and so mm-hmm. it's i don't know and jonah and camille are really good friends so they have like really good on stage chemistry together nice um it's just yeah it's super funny um i watched all eight episodes of that in like three days 
And I don't have a lot of time to do that kind of crap, so that means I really like to... You really like just to, uh, to go through it that quickly. Yeah. Um, that is kind of all... Yeah, that's all I've been watching, really. I feel like I watched a movie, and I don't know what it is. So we're going to take a short break, okay. and we're going to hear a sweet jam from previous guest Corey Tyndall. Yeah. And we'll come back and talk about the two films we're talking about uh, this week, which should be some gems. Sweet! <laughs> So the reason we're here, obviously, is to discuss films and films that we've never seen before. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about summer films this uh, this summer. <laughs> and um, I was going to be last summer. But, you know. Yeah, we're going to talk about last summer films. <laughs> what came out last summer? Guardians uh, of the Galaxy Guardians is the, of the only Galaxy. thing. Planet of the Apes. Planet. Oh, that yeah. was good. That was my favorite movie last year, I think. That was such a good movie. Man, that movie was good. That movie made me cry. Yeah. Digital Monkeys made me cry. Yeah. That's rare. Yeah. It's <laughs> so good. I learned recently that there was controversy in the primate uh, in the primate loving like, community. The primates saw it and were pissed? <laughs> no. No, in like, like uh, people and who like do. Yeah, like stuff like that. Because Koba is a bonobo. <laughs> a what? He's a bonobo. That's a type of monkey. Okay. They're like an offshoot of chimps. Bonobo. I'm yeah. Sorry, this sounds like something a five-year-old five would say. It's a bonobo. <laughs> yeah, it's a type of monkey. It's also okay. a clothing company. Um, okay. But, so, that's the type of monkey that they Koba is. They thought they villainized the bonobo? Well, yeah, that was the thing, is, like, bonobos have, like, zero history of violence ever. Okay. Like, they were like, he should probably be a chimp, because chimps just kind of wreck stuff wherever they go. Like, chimps are very, like, violent and aggressive. Okay. And bonobos just kind of, like, hang out and eat and reproduce. Just chill. Yeah, okay. they reproduce a lot. They're like the bunnies of the primate <laughs> kingdom. So the intelligent one. Hey man, we're fight. Make love, not war. Yeah, they would be the hippies. Like if if like if it happened, they would be the hippies and the chimps would be the like crazy war uh the Russians. Yeah. Yeah. And the Sorry the, to any Russian listeners. If you're in Russia and you listen, <laughs> please email the show. Please email the show. I liked it up until you point that, that yeah. That was a horrible accent. Yeah, all right. get, you're pretty good with accents, so that, <laughs> that didn't was, that didn't pan out at all. Been, yeah. Alright, uh, we've gotten off track. Yes, I apologize. It's okay. Um, so we're talking about this summer's films, not last summer's films, although yes. we just talked about last summer's films, so anything could happen. Hey! Um, <laughs> we're actually, this whole podcast has been... It's 2014, Us trying to figure out how to build a time machine. Um, I just want to fix that mistake. That one mistake. That one mistake. Well, Sorry. You know, how a butterfly can cause a hurricane, or whatever. <laughs> Um, okay, so we're talking about summer movies, and the way the show's been working all summer is we take a, an upcoming summer blockbuster film, and we talk about our expectations for that, but in addition to that, we also talk about a film that's kind of loosely, um, or strongly connected to 
the upcoming summer blockbuster. So if you listen to the last set of episodes, we watched Jurassic World as our summer blockbuster, and the film that went along with it was Duel, which is the made-for-TV um, Steven Spielberg film. It was his first film he ever directed. And this is kind of no different as far as the format is concerned. Um, we're going to be discussing our expectations for the upcoming Terminator Genesis. Gen- Genesis. Genesis. Gen- Genesis. I don't It's spelled all stupid for some reason. As well. Sounds like pretty weird. Yeah. As well as our expectations for uh, the 1986 classic. Um <laughs> Commando, starring mm. none other than Arnold Schwarzenegger himself, who was reprising his role in the new Terminator film as the T-800, for mm. some reason. And uh, <laughs> He needs the money. Yeah. Before before we get into uh, our expectations for Terminator Genesis. Genesis. Uh, yeah, that is a weird way to spell it. Yeah. Genesis. Yeah. That sounds French. That's like the sci-fi yeah, Siffy is what yeah. you think we would say. Yeah. But no, no, no. I'm the idiot. It's or like, sci-fi. Like Sean Bean. It's like, wait a second. That's either Sean Bon or Scene Bean. <laughs> you can't have it both ways. <laughs> um, oh, oh, Europeans. All right. So we're talking about Commando, which is a 1985 action adventure thriller, according to IMDb. And it stars uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger as mm-hmm. a black ops commando. And I'm going to read the IMDb description because it says a retired elite black ops commando launches a one man war against a group of South American criminals who have kidnapped his daughter to blackmail him into starting a revolution and getting an exiled dictator back into power. Good Lord. (laughs) We must start the revolution. (laughs) This sounds like the most complicated Rambo movie. (laughs) Because like... This is clearly a response to the Rambo movies. Yeah. If, I mean, freaking... Retired vet coming out of retirement. Yeah. He's even got the Rambo pose. Yeah. Um, This is... They were like, hey, Rambo worked for Stallone. It can also work for Schwarzenegger because Uh they're basically the same guy with different reasons why you can't understand what they're saying. Yeah. And (laughs) I don't know if this is a film that led to that, but... Stallone and Schwarzenegger had a big rivalry in the 80s because they were really? the, yeah they were the go-to action stars and they hated each other and now they're buddies because uh, um, <laughs> they both need the money yes please be in my movie yeah, yeah. Um, and so I like I feel like this is a pretty direct like if I was Stallone I'd be like what the f man like <laughs> clearly this is a Rambo movie with a different name <laughs> um, I mean and even in like Rambo and Commando. They, they like, both end in O. So. Yeah, like one word titles that end in O. So a psychological thing. Like if you like Rambo, yeah, you're like Commando. I feel like that was on purpose. Probably. Um. So j- before we get into our 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 base knowledge of the film, which mm-hmm. for, on my end is actually very little. Um, oh, I'm also going to read the tagline because the tagline is fantastic. Do it. It says, "If there is a mission that no man could survive, then he's the man for the job." All right. <laughs> so base level, like, based on just what I just read, what do you what do you think about this movie so far? I think this came out in the eighties, eighty five, eighty five. I think it, it, based on that, and I've I've seen uh, two or three trailers on it. It looks like, yeah, an action movie. I think takes itself less seriously than Rambo probably yeah. did. 
Um, it definitely hams it up and owns it, I think. Uh, and based on that, it just seems like, okay, he's going to kill some stuff. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I do think, I, I like what you said about, I think it hams it up and knows mm-hmm. it a little bit more than Rambo, because Rambo hams it up, but doesn't really know it. Yeah. <laughs> um, Favorite line in Rambo is when he steals the truck. He's like, eyes on the road, you can get in a car accident that way. <laughs> like, why is that line in this movie? <laughs> he's been this serious, like, silent guy, and all of a sudden he's Mr. Comedian. <laughs> is that... That's in the first one? That's in the first one. He steals a truck, and he says it, and the first time I paused it, and I turned to Patrick, a mutual yeah. friend of ours, and I was like, did that just happen? I don't remember that happening. It's been a long time since I've seen the first Rambo, especially because that movie's super serious. Like, yeah. That movie's way less of an action movie and more of like a... A vet and how he's coping with Yeah, things, like a PTSD commentary. Yeah, well, it's based off a novel. Yeah. So. Yeah, and like, he died originally. Mm-hmm. Um... But they needed a franchise. Yeah. Um, I'm actually going to look up how much... So First Blood came out in 1982. Okay. And Rambo... Rambo colon First Blood Part 2 came out the same year as Commando. Uh, okay. Came out in 1985. And then Rambo 3 came out in 1988. Which, if you go back and watch Rambo 3 now, plays real weird in 2015 because it's him helping out Al-Qaeda. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I watched that one about two months ago. I've got the, the whole trilogy. Yeah. You don't have all four? No, I gotta. I need to get the, the, the next one. Yeah, that one's pretty good. I like that one. I remember that, but yeah, old Rambo. Yeah, I bought the. I bought all four of them and of oh, the special edition pack. Yeah, and uh, man, watching Rambo three and like post nine eleven, it's just like, oh, this is real weird. <laughs> this is real, real weird. This feels awkward. Yeah, it's just like, oh, uh, I don't mean to speak ill of our country, but I think nine eleven might be our fault because we gave them everything. <laughs> We gave them Rambo. We yeah. should have expected this. Yeah, we gave them Rambo. What else do you expect? <laughs> um, so Commando takes place here in the States. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my understanding is that it, it climaxes in a uh, shootout at a mall? Something about that in the trailer, yeah. Yeah. Um, actually, the comedian Doug Benson was an extra on this movie, and he talked about it on a podcast that I listened to. Hmm. And... Um, it was directed by Mark Lester, who mm. I'm pulling up his filmography right now. Uh, he's still directing. Huh. Ooh, good on him. Uh, he directed a movie called Steel Arena and also a movie called Truck Stop Women. Oh, guys. Um, what if those two things merged? Yeah, right. Roller Boogie. He just has a movie called Stunts. <laughs> What do we call this movie? Uh, there's a lot of stunts. <laughs> well, he directed Firestarter. Um, um, is that another action movie? No, it's a horror movie okay. about like a little girl with telekinetic powers. Mm. So I, it feels like he may have gotten his his career in like ripoff movies. Like he was almost the original Asylum Productions. Asylum are the guys that do like Transmorphers. Yeah, or... they, they just get a Grim Avengers. Yeah. That one. Yeah. So they also do Sharknado and stuff. Oh, um, okay. So some original material. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but so in 1991, he did a movie called Showdown in Little Tokyo. Hmm. Did it star Kurt Bussell? <laughs> yeah, right? Um. Oh my gosh, it just... No, it starred Dolph Lundgren, I think. What? Yeah, it totally has Dolph Lundgren and Brandon Lee. 
Uh, Bruce Lee's kid. Oh my gosh. Oh, why isn't it? Tiny circles. Yeah, why isn't it? Okay, Okay, there it is. Oh, man. Oh, that looks terrible. Um, Oh, that's going to sound real nice. Um, Chalkboard. Yeah. Okay, so... So, Commando. So, Commando was directed by Mark Lester. I was looking at his IMDb to see if he directed anything else of note. Turns out he didn't. Not really. Um, But the writer, Mm -hmm. uh, one of the writers on this film, has done something... Many things that are near and dear to, I think, both of our hearts. Oh, yeah. And that's because the writer of this is uh, Jeff Loeb. Yeah. And if you heard me say that and you went, the Long Halloween guy? Yeah, that Jeff Loeb Mm -hmm. helped write this movie. Dark Victory. uh, uh, Daredevil Yellow. uh, Not uh, Superman of All Seasons, something like that. Yeah, Superman for All Seasons. Mm -hmm. Uh, Hush. Hush. Classic, classic stuff. Yeah. Daredevil Yellow is the only comic that's made me cry. Yeah. Oh, Daredevil Yellow. Well, he did Daredevil Yellow, Spider-Man Blue, and Hulk Gray. Yeah, I haven't read... The only one of those I've read is Daredevil Yellow, but I can't imagine any, the other two are as good as Daredevil Yellow. I mean, they might be. He's pretty good. The but... Gray Hulk? Uh, I haven't read the Gray Hulk or the... The Gray Hulk? The Gray Hulk or the Spider-Man Blue, but I know Spider-Man Blue has to do with the death of Gwen Stacy. Oh, man. And the Grey Hulk, I think, is about, like, the first year of, oh, like, being the Hulk, Hulk, like, being, like, Bruce Banner turning into the Hulk. Um, Hulk he also, one. yeah, <laughs> he also wrote um, Fallen Sun, which was the funeral of Captain America when oh. Andrew Baker, quote-unquote, killed Captain yeah, America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was really good. And he wrote that story after the death of his son. His son oh. had cancer and died, and so he knew, and the book... Each each uh, issue is a different stage of grief. Like, oh, the guy is a good that just gave me writer. chills. He's a good writer. Yeah, like, it's well done. Yeah, and the comics are your world, man. Oh like, yeah, yeah. That's Love that's well within stuff. your your wheelhouse. Wheelhouse. I mean, I'm talking to you in front of a huge <laughs> bookshelf of comics. Yeah. Um, yeah. Jeff Loeb is. I mean, if you're familiar with the comic book world at all, he's he's up he's had, there. He's had a few misses. I'm talking about you, Ultimatum. But uh, is. yeah, it's if there's comic book people listening, they'll they'll know what I'm talking about. Okay, yeah. Um, but yeah, so he was also a writer on Heroes and Smallville. Mm, I uh, like Smallville. Yeah, it, it's uh, I gave up on it because it was a little too much. Like here's a bad guy, the um, bad guy, the weak kind of formula. Yeah, and uh, he, I, I don't know. I'm looking through his what? Okay, he wrote Teen Wolf and Teen Wolf Two. That's right. As well. I remember, I remember um, he was in, uh, Kevin Smith interviewed him. Mm-hmm. He was talking about those. Yep. Um, he wrote on Smallville. He wrote on Buffy the Vampire Slayer the cartoon. He wrote on Heroes. Um, he wrote Superman Batman Apocalypse, the comic. Yeah. Yeah, he's the one that brought back in the DC Universe. He brought Supergirl back in a normal way like mm. she was his cousin again because dc comics gets convoluted yeah so what did he write for the new batman game uh he wrote for arkham origins but he's just credited with inventing falcone oh okay yeah no but this says batman the long halloween 2015 tv series what? written by jeff Loeb. yeah that's kind of amazing yeah. news to get. So, if you guys haven't read Batman The Long Halloween, you have to go read it, because yeah. it's incredible. Even if you don't like comics, I think you'll like The Long Halloween. It's, it's just well, so good. 
Um, so Jeff Loeb is like super respected, I think, by both of us, mm-hmm. which is really confusing based on this movie. Yeah, Commando. Um, and it just seems like a crazy, over the top action movie. And I, I mean, the thing is, Jeff Loeb's comics have like really crazy emotional beats. Oh yeah, well that's what his his strengths are. Mm-hmm. Is he plays to the emotion and keeps it real. I mean, through Long Halloween, Dark Victory, any you know, Fallen Sun, it's um, he writes. Each issue, or just his writing in general, is just the the character's thoughts. Yeah. So he plays with what the characters think and how they're feeling, and he goes, you know, with that. Not just like bang, boom, crap happens. It's right. very much how does a character react to what's going on. And what intrigues me about Commando is he's going, he's playing with a heartstring. It's a guy. It's you know, ex-military guy. He's done. He's him and his daughter. Daughter gets stolen. I'm gonna kick some butt to get my daughter back. It's simple, yeah, it could be cheesy, but that kind of interests me. Like, I like, I yeah. mean, that's what I loved about the first Taken movie. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. It makes it personal. It dra- okay. Yeah. It's not just like, you killed the president and you did something, you're going to blow up the world. You stole something that was my family. Right. Now I'm going to have all, I'm going to bring all my skills to bear to bring hell to you. Right. And I, that kind of makes me think, okay. You got my you got my attention for that. Yeah, I um, love revenge thrillers. Yeah. So I mean, this feels like Rambo meets a revenge thriller, which yeah. we'll see how that goes. But I mean, um, yeah, Taken's great. Uh, Death Sentence. This one with Kevin Bacon that's super effed up mm-hmm. by the guy who did uh, the first Saw movie and the most recent Fast and Furious movie. Okay. Uh, James Wan. He directed it, and it's this like kind of throwback seventies style revenge thriller where like mm. you took my family i'm gonna kill you yeah type thing um even i mean hell even the most recent fast and furious movie is a revenge thriller yeah i saw the track i haven't seen any of the fast and the furious movies you but... remember that man it's so good <laughs> i mean it's not but also it is yeah um oh, man i love those movies <laughs> so much that's an, that's another podcast yeah entirely. yeah go back and listen to that episode um okay. So I, I I like that idea. Um, I don't know if you saw a kind of more meta recent one, JCVD. Mm, no, Jean Claude Van Damme. Oh, where he plays himself. I haven't seen it, but I'm, you were telling me about that one a while back. Yeah, sound, the premise sounded interesting. Yeah, that movie's weird. Like it's not. He's really good in it. Mm-hmm. Um, the movie kind of doesn't work, I think, the way they were expecting it to on the page. But on paper, it sounds really interesting. Yeah, because it's him as himself and like these things start happening yeah, it's like a bank robbery or something like yeah. that and everyone's like you're John Claude Van Damme help yeah. us or something yeah and he's like I'm an actor man like just cause I can like technically do all this stuff doesn't mean I'm gonna put myself in freaking harm's way yeah. and do that and it's it's this really like interesting commentary on like the nature of being someone known particularly for having like that set of skills mm-hmm. as Liam Neeson would say a particular set of skills <laughs> yeah um to do that and I think Liam Neeson kind of has that reputation now too mm-hmm. after he's become like an action star in his 50s yeah well he kind of was an action star a little bit with like uh dark man dark man and then not Ro- was it Rob Roy yeah that one yeah kind of had roots in that and then he went and did some more dramatic stuff that's true. Um, but with Commando, like, we... Okay, so the big thing in Commando was we've got 80 Schwarzenegger. Yeah. At, at his prime. Yeah. I mean, if you look <laughs> at it, it's just like, man, he's so bumpy. <laughs> um, <laughs> so many bumps. And, and, like, 
this is, I mean, this is when Schwarzenegger could do no wrong. Yeah. Um, this is, I mean, this is right at the height of Terminator this, stuff, I believe. Was this pre or post the first Terminator? I'm not sure. I'm going to look that up right now. Um, it feels like it would be... I think it's post. Yeah, post it's a year one. after. Okay. It's a year after. So his... And that was the first time. Was that the one that rocketed his career? Like his film career? Kind of. I, I think so. I mean, he... I mean, he had Hercules in New York in 1969, yeah. uh, which if you want to hear about that, we go listen to a podcast called How Did This Get Made? And they talk about <laughs> it, and it sounds fantastic. Man, that movie sounds amazing. So yeah, he's got Hercules in New York in 1969. Mm-hmm. That's his first film. And Conan the Barbarian. That's right. That's what launched him. Comes out in 1982. Mm-hmm. 1984, he's got Terminator. 1984, he's got Conan the Destroyer. Oh, so both the... Okay, the second Conan. Mm. 1985, he's got Red Sonja, which they made a Red Sonja movie? Yeah, comic book character. I, I, I used to, When I was younger, I saw that movie for, you know, <clears throat> purely film critic reasons, not because there was a, you know, hot redhead or anything. That was a horrible movie. Oh, man, I love Red Sonja. Yeah? I really like... Just because um, the cheesiness of it? Or? No, what's her name? Who's that female uh, comic book writer that did Batgirl? Uh, Gail Simone. Gail Simone did a run on her, and it was badass. It is really good. It was have, so have, good. I think I read like the first five issues of yeah. that one. That was well done. Yeah. Um, so I think that's why I love Red Sonja. I may not actually love Red Sonja. <laughs> I think I love Gail Simone's Red Sonja. <laughs> I, can, I, can, I can respect that. Um, she's such a good writer. Uh so Conan the Destroyer, Red Sonja, where I guess he played Conan, because that's all part of the same universe, right? I think so. I don't think he played Conan specifically. I could okay. be wrong. Um, Commando is in 1985, and then uh, he had a movie called Raw Deal in 86, and then it's just, I mean, it's just a string of stuff for him after yeah, that. He after Predator, after Raw Deal. Yeah. I mean, well, after Commando, you've got Raw Deal, and then I've never heard of that. But then after Raw Deal, you've got Running Man, Predator, Twins, Red Heat, Total Recall, mm-hmm. Kindergarten Cop, Terminator 2, mm. and Last Action Hero. Yeah. And then his career just kind of... And then True Lies. And then that's when... And then he made Junior. Yeah. And it all and, went to heck. Yeah. And then Junior happens. And then yeah. it's kind of all downhill from there. But man, that was... I mean, that was... This is sort of the kickoff i would say to the the era of schwarzenegger being mm-hmm. the the action hero and can i just say i know we're not talking about but the running man i found out based on a novel written by stephen king really yeah i've he, never seen the running man uh, i saw it years and years it's, it's it's typical action movie kind of stuff but um i really need to read the novel because i'm sure it's way better than that but anyways um so Commando yeah. is is interesting because I feel like it's a weird point in his career where mm-hmm. like he's obviously got some notoriety, but he's not necessarily on his like dream run that he yeah. has in the years after. Yeah, but I don't know that this movie is going to be that bad either. Yeah, uh, my my expectations for the movie is it's gonna it's gonna be an eighties action movie, and I've yeah. seen plenty of those, and they're all just. They're fun. You don't go yeah. in there expecting like Hamlet style acting. Right. You just say, okay, people are gonna, some dudes are gonna get bopped. They're gonna die. Yeah, and like, the eighties is like the era of the action film. I would yeah. say, like that's. I expect an obligatory Russian guy. 
<laughs> in I Commando? Wa- I wager that. Uh, just yeah. because in every, there's always that one guy. Fair enough. Fair enough. And so, like, the 80s are, are this, like, period of, of action movie renaissance. You know, the 70s had sci-fi and drama, and the 80s had action movies. <laughs> yeah. um, and, it, it, you know, it all culminates in, I think we can't talk about an 80s action movie without talking about Die Hard mm-hmm. in 1988. Oh, That's oh, sort of... It's the best action movie ever made, and if you're gonna argue with me, you're wrong. Yep. Um, Amen to that. Preach it. it. The only acceptable counter argument is Terminator 2: Judgment Day, but I still think you're wrong. <laughs> um, yeah. That's the only one I'll allow. Like, Some to, we'll, yeah, we'll like, talk right. about it. Yeah. We'll talk about it, but I still think you're wrong. <laughs> um, and. So, so it's, you know, the era of the action movie, there's uh, technologies advanced, James Cameron sort of pushing the limits in every movie he's doing with mm-hmm. Terminator and The Abyss later on in the 80s. Yeah. It's this really, like, revolutionary time in action movies, but it's also this, like, ridiculous time in action movies where it's, like, this, like, hyper-macho, like, ultra-masculine version yeah, of an action yeah, movie, yeah, yeah. which, like, in the 90s and 2000s, we're sort of seeing that slam back a little bit. Not yeah. that we don't have super-macho guys on screen, because the Avengers. Yeah. It, but it's just, like, this, like, oh, like unattainably unrealistic... Yeah, the, the idealized man yeah. is this, and if you have huge muscles and you carry a big ass gun yeah clearly you're the hero of the story yeah um i mean it's almost uh, uh the, it almost harkens back to these like westerns of like the white hat cowboys and mm-hmm. the black hat cowboys that never run out of bullets yeah. and well speaking from the comic book side i mean you know first comic book that ever came out was in 1938 and that was the idealized man mm-hmm. was you know a huge muscular guy and the '90s, that was what it was all about: is big muscles, and you know that's that's the image of a hero, right? You know that channel. You know, people have commentaries about the '90s, and it was all about art and stuff. But um, but yeah, yeah. Oh, Hopefully like the Rob the Rob Liefeld, like Rob stuff. Liefeld, like that that era of comic books, you know, right. storytelling where that's the idealized man. Yeah, and your feet don't have to look that good. No, not at all, or you know, disproportionate. And if you, there was a human being like this, he would clearly be in a wheelchair. <laughs> And not functioning with pectorals that big could kill a man. Like that Captain America cover where he like he's standing like this but his chest is here. So someone drew like the top down version and he's just like a long trapezoid man. Yeah, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Uh, so I, I'm kind of fascinated by Commando to be perfectly honest. Yeah. Um, so I think expectations wise we're both... It'll be it'll be fun, but kind of optimistic about it. We're not yeah. really expecting it to be terrible, although yeah. it could go that way. I expect cheesy dialogue up the wazoo. Yeah, and maybe a little bit of heart between the father and daughter. Uh-huh. Like probably not well acted, but at least enough to go aw. Yeah, I'm wondering if we'll be able to see Jeff Loeb's contribution at all. I hope so. I, mean, I hope so. Too. It was one of the movies that kind of got him into. Um, in the film career, in yeah. the film business, but yeah, I, I expect it to be fun. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. So moving on from that, okay. the summer blockbuster we're here to discuss is the fifth? Term- T1, T2, T3, Terminator Salvation, yeah, the fifth it's one. the fifth entry in the Terminator franchise. Mm-hmm. Um it's a, this is a polarizing franchise, I think, movie to movie, mm-hmm. um, as it is. The, the fifth film is called Terminator Genesis, and it's coming out. Uh, it's one of the 4th of July uh, weekend releases. This this 
upcoming Terminator film is more in the style of a Terminator film. Yeah. The, le- the previous one wasn't really. Terminator was, Salvation. Terminator Salvation yeah. took place completely in the future, yeah. um, after the Machine Wars. It followed Christian Bale's John Connor, and... Um, kind of didn't really connect all that much outside of having the same characters of like Kyle Reese. They paid homage to the third one, which anyone who's seen the third one, I guess you'd say it's hit or miss. I used to own it until I, you know, grew up. I liked the third one, but we'll get into into that in a second. But yeah, they paid homage to that because he he had the redhead wife. And I think the date that Judgment Day happened, Mm -hmm. they kept that the same, but everything else was kind of disregarded yeah and so terminator has a very complex timeline Mm -hmm. because there's some stuff that's canon and some stuff that's not canon yeah and so it doesn't make a whole lot of sense and also there's time travel involved with it anyway which makes it convoluted to begin begin with with, and then you're like though these things count these things don't and also it's time travel and it's just like well did you crap the bed i don't know what (laughs) i I don't know what happened yeah um so Let's break it down movie by movie. Terminator comes out in 1984. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't actually know what the initial response to it was. Um, I think it did fairly well. Obviously, because, I mean... Yeah, they made a sequel. Yeah. Um, You know, it kind of put Schwarzenegger and james cameron on the map yeah that was like one of his first big ones yeah i think that was his first like big budget and then i don't know when he did aliens the second alien movie but yeah i think that was after after the fact um so terminator one i don't know how recently you've seen it uh it's been a while but i I have seen it quite i love like the terminator series i love because i'm a huge science fiction nerd Mm -hmm. um and i like the mythology that they established like again kind of that rooted you know, the first movie, send a soldier back in time to save my mom. Right. Simple plot, yeah. you know. And, like, the twist in that being like, oh, that's actually your dad. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's pretty well, crazy. A twist. Yeah. yeah, it actually worked. Yeah, it works really well. I think even knowing that it's that's what happens, it works really well. Like, yeah. It's like, dang, the implications of that are pretty intense. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I think that movie works really well. Um, when we did the Mad Max episode, we talked about it a little bit. And it's a horror movie. Yeah, I remember you saying it. And I was like, I totally agree. It's definitely horror. Because it's, 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 you know, the Jaws. Yeah. It just keeps coming. and doesn't stop. Yeah, yeah. And, like, almost like a slasher movie. Mm-hmm. Almost. Like, it, it has more in common with, like, a Halloween film than, like, an action movie. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. There are set pieces in it, obviously, that are action set pieces and fall in line more with the tropes of an action film. But I think at its core, like, it's, like, just supposed to be this, like, scary, unstoppable thing. Yeah. And uh, there's a pretty big gap between one and two. Like, in terms of uh, film? Yeah. 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 So 1991 rolls around and Terminator 2 comes out. And, I mean... that movie's so good. That's one of my favorite movies. It's so of all good. Time. I mean, I didn't appreciate this when I watched this as a kid, but later on, because you know the first movie, he's the bad guy, mm-hmm. and I don't know if in the trailers or not, you kind of they spoiled it, like he's the good guy in this. Mm-hmm. But just the fact that there's they flipped it on its head, it's like no. He's the good guy in this, but he's the inferior good guy to this other robot. Yeah. It's like, oh my, as a little kid, you're just like, that's freaking awesome. Yeah. And that's something that I think between those two movies, uh, we talked about this on the Fast and Furious episode, escalation done right. Yeah. You know, you've, you've scaled it up to like this next model, this model that's even 
two in front of this one. Mm -hmm. That means there's been two models in front of it because Schwarzenegger is the T-800 and T-1000. So there's been a T-900 that we've had to deal with too and we didn't get that story. Yeah. Which I think is kind of cool. It's like the Microsoft. It just skipped. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But like, so Terminator 2 is, I mean, we could spend a whole podcast slobbering over that movie. That's an amazing, amazing movie. It's so good. Like, it pioneered so many things, CGI-wise. Mm. Robert Patrick is a fantastic villain. Yeah. Um, in it, he plays the T-1000, and he's just, like, menacing as hell and so good. Yeah. Have you seen this boy? Oh, man. He showed up in Wayne's World yeah. 1. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen this boy? Ah! Yeah. There's this Wayne's weird Terminator World. 2 reference in Wayne's World 1. Mm-hmm. Um that movie's incredible. I think it's, I mean, like I said, it's the only acceptable answer to there isn't a better action movie than Die Hard. Yeah. Um, it's the only one I'll allow, at least. Yeah. And it's just, it's great sci-fi. Mm-hmm. It's a great family story. Uh, don't watch it with your kids, but no, I mean, it's no, a great no. story about a family. Oh, I'll tell you what, when I was a kid, I could not watch the scene where he cuts the skin off his arm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. That, to me, was just the worst. Because <laughs> I don't watch horror movies. I yeah. don't watch, you know, slasher guts flying everywhere. Right. But, you know, that was, you know, now in life I can accept it, but like, right. it's pretty sweet. Yeah. Um, and that ending is so emotional and mm-hmm. it just like, Thumbs up yeah, and... man, just, it has so much heft to it when that happens. Yeah. Um, well, the dialogue that always sticks in my brain is when, um, John Connor's getting kind of having paternal time mm-hmm. with, uh, the Terminator and the mom's giving dialogue over the fact and yeah. it's like uh, something along the lines of in an insane world, it was the sanest choice to have this killing machine be the guardian to protect be a father figure to the son you know he'll never get angry at him never do this this yeah. this and i always thought this is the cool moment in the movie yeah because the, this. yeah his father isn't in the picture i don't mm-hmm. know if he ran out or if he's dead or what i mean uh john connor's father. oh yeah, john yeah. connor's dad is <laughs> kyle reese when you said that i was like well uh, <laughs> will he pick up on that <laughs> i shouldn't have a podcast <laughs> Um, disagree. Um, Amazing podcast. So, yeah, so his dad is Kyle Reese, who's a future person. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, his dad doesn't exist yet. Yeah. And so he's raised by the Terminator, and uh, a huge piece of time passes between Terminator 2 and the third one. And Terminator 3. Terminator 3 comes out. To less than stellar reviews. And it's the last movie he makes before he becomes governor of our great state. That's right. Um, And he, so he ends his career, seemingly ends his acting career on a Terminator movie, which seems fitting. Yeah. Um, When it came out, it didn't really do that well. I didn't have a history with it until before Salvation came out, Mm -hmm. where we marathoned all three of them. That's right. I remember that. And I had never seen the third one. And it was not terrible. Yeah. I think years removed from it and not having seen it when it came out, it's not as bad as everyone remembers it. Yeah. And I think a lot of people... Well, it had, it had like, the Dark Knight Rises kind of a thing. The second movie was so good. Yeah. That people were... The third one is it's just not... It's, you know, lightning, lightning in a bottle. Yeah. It kind of was almost destined to fail in a sense. Yeah, I agree. Even waiting that amount of time between it, like, that movie, Terminator 2, still in the zeitgeist. Like, that's still mm-hmm. the go-to Terminator movie. Yeah. And 
what I personally like about that movie is I like where everyone ends up. I like I like the theme of the. It's very grim, but mm-hmm. I like the theme the, of the, the inevitability, the, the inevitability yeah. of Judgment Day happening. Yeah. I like that. Like I like that desperation of like no matter how hard you try, these events are set in stone. Yeah. Um. And so I like I like the way that movie ends because I think everyone ends up where they need to be yeah. to be set up for the mythos we have from the first two Mm -hmm. and i think it does a very good job of setting that up it doesn't really do that until the end of the movie Mm -hmm. which is kind of a problem but i i just like that those character beats to where everyone kind of ends up where they need to be and set up poised for what happens yeah it definitely is kind of a key moment in the mythology right right and and i like that um but yeah i got Less than great reviews. Yeah. And- well, I mean, the scene that sticks with I me, mean, it's just because I'm a guy, but where the, the she Terminator yeah. pulls up the, the poster with the, you know, buxomous woman and then inflates her breasts. I'm like, really? I don't remember that happening. You don't remember that? Nope. Oh, that's. Maybe I'm just weird, but. Yeah. That's I, 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 I've only seen it once, though. No. So. Yeah, that is stupid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is stupid. I have to fit in. Yeah, that's dumb. I'm good. Yeah. Um,. And so then a few years later passes, and we get Terminator Salvation, mm-hmm. which is the fourth entry, but doesn't have the time travel. Yeah, just straight up in the future. Straight up. Shiz is going down. During the Machine War, Skynet's getting out of control. Mm-hmm. Christian Bale is John Connor. Anton Yelchin is Kyle Reese, which was super weird. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Sam Worthington was dropping his accent left and right to be a model. <laughs> of, was it an early version? I think it was an early version. I guess I think it was like their early attempt at com- you know combining cybernetic organism. Yeah, combining flesh and machine. Yeah. Um, and the payoff in that movie is that you see young Arnold. Yeah. As the T eight hundred, and mm-hmm. it's this like weirdly CGI'd. Yeah. Arnold. Yeah. Kind of running around at the CGI. end. CGI. Arnold is very CGI. Yes. Um, What did you think about Terminator Salvation? It's been so long since I've seen it, but from what I remember, I liked Christian Bale's performance in it. I thought he did a good job in that. Um, I don't even remember how it ends. I just remember it being kind of like, okay, that happened. Yeah. But what does it do to the mythology? Like, my, you know, being a story lover, I want to know, does it... What does it do to carry the story on? What does it inform me about what happens next to the story? It right. just felt like a vignette. Yeah. Like, this is John Connor in the future. This is stuff that happens now. You get to see an early thing. I don't even... Do they send people back in time in that no. one? No. just kind of... Yeah, it's crap like... Crap happens, moving on. It's like an expansion pack for the, for the <laughs> Terminator franchise. <laughs> that was a great way of calling it. Um, yeah. It's... I don't know if... I... I... I didn't hate it right but it was just kind of a neutral like okay yeah i i would agree with that um i've seen worse i've seen better yeah and it does nothing to advance its mythology at all um yeah i i'd agree with that so now we have terminator genesis coming out yeah and terminator genesis has been the source of some controversy okay in that it has the biggest spoiler in the history of the Terminator franchise <laughs> yep. completely ruined in the trailer. Yeah. Namely, John Connor John Connor is now some form of, of the of a Terminator. Of a robot man, something like that. Yes. And uh Yeah. 
<laughs> so that happened. Yeah. So so that's in the trailer. That is that is a spoiler for the movie, I would say. Mm-hmm. But it is not a spoiler for the movie if you haven't seen it because it's in the trailer. Yeah. And I just don't... I don't know. A lot of people are saying it's because they're hiding a bigger twist. But I think any bigger twist than that is kind of stupid, probably. Yeah, that seemed like the biggest twist of all. Yeah. Um. I don't know, man. That When I saw that, I was like, well, it could be cool. Like... I know why they did it. Because mm-hmm. you got to go big or go home. Right. And they've got to do something different. And I think that's the part that kind of intrigues me about Terminator Genesis is the fact that they're flipping it on its head. It's almost like they're Again. combining the first movie, like the theme of the first movie and the themes of the second movie. And they're saying, okay, now when Kyle Reese comes back, Sarah Connor is already a badass. Yeah. She's been waiting, you know, they're kind of, it's, it's like... It's what a lot of reboot movies. I mean, kind of. I'm noticing the trend. Yeah, they're homaging to things in the past. I think it, it can work. Ad nauseum, I would say. Yeah, it can work because you're appealing to those who like, who have loved, the, who followed it as it's coming out. Right. But at the same time, it's kind of like, eh. It's the the biggest thing for me is that they're still saying these lines that they've been saying for these yeah, four come movies. Yeah, you want to live. Yeah, or also, or I'll be back or whatever. Yeah. And it's just like, come on, like no one says like no one has a catchphrase in real life. Yeah. <laughs> Shoots McGee, man. <laughs> yeah, like it doesn't. None of it makes sense to me. That doesn't make sense. And I just. It seems like it's kind of retconning the events of Terminator 2. I hope that's not the case, but it just seems like you're rendering the entire second movie null and void. Well, not only they're rendering the first movie. Yeah. It's, it's basically a reboot from what I can tell. I mean, Genesis, meaning beginning. Yeah, that's so they're, true. they're just like, it's not what you think. Everything is different now. And yeah. It's like, okay, fine. Uh, <laughs> not fine. Because those first two were so good yeah. that they don't need to be effed around with. Like, they mm-hmm. don't need a reboot. We don't need a Terminator reboot. Technically, you don't really need a Terminator movie unless it finally gives a conclusion to does man win or does machine win. Yeah. Like, the Matrix should have done. Yeah. But didn't. Yeah. That's a good point. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. So I'm not I'm not looking forward to this movie at all. Like it just seems like they're cashing in on something people like. Yeah, well I think it's Schwarzenegger is in need of money because yeah. of, you know, crap that he's done. Yeah. And he's like, Let's do another Terminator and yeah. they're like, Yeah, let's cash in, people will see it, you know. As Jurassic World clearly showed. Yeah. Nostalgia wins out over this movie sucks. Yeah. I mean <laughs> at, at this point in the summer I am You're not looking forward to it. No, uh, yeah. with the exception of Ant Man, yeah. and uh, like the only solace I'm taking in the cash grabby uh, manipulation that I feel like I'm experiencing, <laughs> yeah, and feel like I'm the victim of uh, with these films coming out is the solace that Star Wars won't do that to me. No, J.J. Uh, Abrams did a fantastic interview with Vanity Fair magazine mm. about that specifically in the star wars universe and his take on it and him basically being like no i'm not doing this as a cash grab i'm not doing this to cash in on stuff i'm doing it to make a star wars movie and he like clearly his heart is in the right place for making a star wars movie and so i think that with the darkness we're in right now with jurassic world and terminator (laughs) there's a light light, which is star wars and i 
I, people are like, oh, well, Jurassic World made a billion dollars in, like, two weeks. Is, does Star Wars have a chance? And I'm like, I think you're underestimating the power of freaking Star Wars, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, Star Wars is going to wreck this year oh, at yeah. the box office. Oh, yeah. Especially because of the time it's coming out. Mm-hmm. It's coming out right before the holidays. Everyone's visiting everyone. You need something to do with the family, but you don't feel like planning Why anything. Why not go to a movie? movie of the year, yeah. basically. Yeah. Everyone's talking about it. It's Star Wars. Everyone has some sort of memory attached to Star Wars, no matter what your age. It's yeah. probably not going to be too violent. It's a Disney movie, after all. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it'll probably get a PG-13, and it'll probably be a pretty mild PG-13. Like, it's it's the perfect formula for a massive hit but it's not formulaic if that makes any sense yeah yeah and so i like that's all that's all i can hold on that's the only hope i can hold on to (laughs) for for the yeah for the blockbusters this year is just like uh, if i slog through these like stupid sequels and reboots i get star wars at the end of the tunnel and star wars looks legit yeah yeah so and it doesn't look like it's going to have any of this like self-referential bullcrap that, yeah, that a lot of reboots kind of have. That yeah, is, that you know. Terminator has obviously yeah. with repeating the lines, I or think, Jurassic World has with yeah. that guy who's in the control room who's like, "Oh, I got a teacher for Park." Yeah, 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 yeah. And then the scene where they, yeah. Anyways, um, that was my favorite part. Yeah, he I, he was the the redemption for the movie. Oh yeah, that me, well that the, the scene where they go to the original park. Yeah, I got like. Don't. Some, some chills. Going yeah, I was like, <gasps> I thought oh, that was. I, I thought that was kind of pandering myself, but I can. Understand. Oh, it totally was. Yeah, yeah. It totally. I mean, I said that in the podcast. Like, the only thing that worked was the fan service for me in that movie because it just made me think about how much better Jurassic Park is. <laughs> like every time they referenced it, I was like, Oh man, Jurassic I could Park! Be watching so good. Jurassic Park yeah. instead of this crappy movie. <laughs> exactly, man. Exactly. It worked every time because it just like transported me back to Jurassic Park, and it was just like. That's so much better. <laughs> as soon as this crap's done, I'm gonna go watch the first one. Yep. Um, but yeah, uh, Terminator Genesis. Um, I think it'll be it'll be fan servicey as I'll get out. I don't like the 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 girl that got to play Sarah Connor, Amelia Clark. Yeah, I don't have a whole lot of faith in her. Like I've I don't watch Game of Thrones. I know she's oh, super popular with that. I didn't know she was on Game of Thrones. Yeah, she plays Dan Ar- Dan- Oh, Dan Aries. Dan- yeah, someone's gonna butcher me for mispronouncing that name, but apparently she's really good in that. But just from the trailers, it looks kind of like she phoned it in a little bit. It's kind of like she also looks like she's like thirteen. Yeah. She looks so young. Yeah, I'm not quite sure I buy that kind of that she's a mature adult warrior. Yeah. Like, eh. um, the guy that they're playing, they got to play Kyle Reese. I gotta come by. Who is it? Uh, what's his name? I have it here. Jay Courtney. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Playing Kyle Reese. Like I think he's a, he's a pretty decent actor. What's he been in? He was in the last Die Hard movie. Okay. Where they went to Russia, which is yeah. terrible. Yeah, I didn't see that movie. Um, what else is it? He's going to be in the Suicide Squad. He's going to play Captain Boomerang in that. Okay. Um, he's, a, he's a decent actor. He was in... What was that one movie that was really good? Uh, Jack Preacher. Oh, name. Jack Reacher? Jack Reacher, thank okay. you. Yeah, he was the, the bad guy in that. He was pretty good in that. Okay. I didn't like um, that movie at all. I think he'll be good, but yeah. What is her name? Amelia, Amelia Clark. Clark. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not particularly jazzed for, uh, for her... Sarah Connor portrayal. Yeah. And Matt Smith is, for some reason, in this movie. Yeah, I totally forgot about can, that before you mentioned it before we started recording. Can we touch on that? Because yeah. Why is Doctor Who in this? I have no idea. <laughs> Time travel? 
time travel is cool. Yeah. <laughs> just like, well, I guess I'm part of the resistance for this episode. <laughs> I can work with that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I am I am not expecting to enjoy this film at all. Yeah. It doesn't it hasn't looked good to me from the first trailer. After they released the spoiler trailer, I was like, oh, now I'm pissed. Yeah. <laughs> um, Any kind of uh, enjoyment from a change in storyline is gone. Yeah. Um, it just it just looks like, give us your money because you've heard of this, yeah. you know? And It seems to me like that, that plot twist where they, you know, John is now a machine or whatever, that seems to be the new thrust of the movie. It's like, now we got to stop this from happening. Yeah. But how? Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah, that's true. It'll it'll be what it'll be. It'll be a summer blockbuster. I think it'll be... Do you think it's going to make any money? I think it'll... Well, like I said, Jurassic World taught us anything. I think it'll make a lot of money. Really? Because... And I know this because uh, before I saw Jurassic World, I was at the bank talking to a teller. Really good. He's a cool guy. We, you know, nerds. And he was saying, yeah, I can't wait to go see Jurassic World. Kind of bring back my childhood. Mm-hmm. So I think, again, like I was saying before, I think nostalgia went out over substance is this yeah over substance like is this gonna be a good movie yeah i think people are gonna be like yeah it's a new terminator let's go see it yeah because the average moviegoer is not your film critic it's just i want to be entertained yeah and i think i think in that aspect it'll do it it'll do it'll entertain people um there'll be explosions you know arnold will say every catchy line known Mm -hmm. to man and weird awkward and by the way why is he aging they, I, I hope they, they explain I that. I think they do. I think I had read that they, they do explain that. I find gray-haired Arnold Schwarzenegger way less intimidating than anything else I've seen him in. Yeah. I am... The one thing I am a little excited for is him fighting old... Or young Arnold. Yeah. I think that might be pretty cool. I've been waiting for you. Yeah. And it looks like they did a way better job with de-aging him in this than they did in the Terminator Salvation. Yeah. It looks a little bit more convincing. Yeah. Um... I think overall we're pretty lukewarm on our expectations for yeah, Terminator Genesis. I, I expect to be entertained, and I expect to just be like, <laughs> "Why?" I could be watching Terminator Two. Yeah, every yes. reference would be like, "Oh, Terminator 2. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you have anything else to say about Commando mm-hmm. or Terminator? I think again, Commando. I think will be fun. I think Terminator will be fun, but I'm not expecting to walk out of there being like, oh, "I'm gonna go see it again immediately." It's just like, oh, I saw the Terminator. What's next? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so lukewarm. How, how long till Ant Man comes out? Yeah. Um, Only well, how many more months till Star Wars? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Warm so glow on my cheeks. Yeah, I don't. I don't have anything else to say about uh, this. I think we've talked ad nauseum about. Yeah. The no, Terminator I hope, franchise. I, I hope it moves the franchise somewhere. Yeah, I mean, I'm open-minded to it being good. I will be very surprised if it's good. And yeah. I'm open to being surprised, you know. Um, I think through this podcast, I've gotten a reputation of, like, I hate everything. And it's like, no, oh, I'm I'm no, open no. to, like... If y- anything, from the time I've known you, you're, you know... You're open to fun stuff. It's yeah. not just like, I'm a snob. If this doesn't, if the filmography is terrible, effort. You know, yeah. it's like if it's a fun movie, you go with it. Yeah, I mean, so, I think the fact that I like San Andreas should speak. That should speak volumes. Yeah, even I, I won't see that movie. <laughs> yeah, and, and I, I didn't want to. I, if you listened to the before episode, I was fully <laughs> expecting to hate that movie because it looked stupid, and it was stupid. But it yeah. was like. We know. We know we're stupid, but also The yeah. Rock's really likable, right? I think, I think that's an important thing for me and you and anyone else going to see this movie is, yeah, it probably, you know, 
you can go on there with the film critic and you're probably going to hate it. But if you go on there and just say, if it's a good story, if I was entertained, it was worth the seven or eight bucks I spent yeah. to go see it. And I think in the end, that's what matters. If you're entertained by it, if you laugh a little bit, if it had a cool scene, you know, awesome. You know, yeah. Not every movie is going to be like, oh, my favorite movie. Yeah. But... I mean, and, and I posted a rant about that on Facebook back yeah. when Mad Max came out because yeah, people were getting I real snobby that. about Mad Max and it yeah. was annoying. Um, yeah, I mean, if you if you like it, uh, I won't judge you as much as I would judge you if you like Jurassic World. Um, <clears throat> yeah, trust me, I like Jurassic. World. I wanted to, but yeah, it didn't work out. Yeah, um, but if you like Jurassic World, I'm, I'm judging. <laughs> just uh, straight up. Yeah, I'm just I'm just now that I'm judgment is it. forthcoming. Yep. Um, I always forget that Kristen liked it. Uh, <laughs> Exception. Yeah. <laughs> I called the other day. I was talking to her, and I called anyone who liked that movie an idiot, and she was like, "Don't call me an idiot." I was like, "Sorry, I forgot you liked it." (laughs) Oh snap! Um, Okay, Uh, I think that that'll do it. Um, Share us with your friends. Uh, Let them know about cool stuff that I'm doing uh, because you like me and you like the show. I hope. And subscribe on SoundCloud, subscribe on iTunes, that's the the big one, which is sweet. Um, if you listen to iTunes, give us a five-star review, even if you hate it. Um, we'll bribe you. Yeah. I'll, I'll buy you a donut. I'll buy you a donut if you give us a five-star review, but you hate the show. But you have to hate the show, too. You can't like the show and also give us a five-star review. Yeah. No donut if, if you like the show and give us a five-star review. If you hate it and give us a five-star review, I'll buy you a donut. Donuts galore. <laughs> Just make it rain donuts. <laughs> make it rain. Donut it holes. Oh, man, that sounds really good. I'm really hungry. <laughs> anyway, um, if you have thoughts, uh, if you're mad that I keep being super judgy about Jurassic World, email us before and after show at gmail.com. Uh, follow us on Twitter so I can make puns about how much I'm judging you about Jurassic World. Uh, <laughs> at before and after pod. I'm still bitter about that freaking movie. <laughs> at before and after pod on Twitter. That's at before the letter N after pod. Um, like the Facebook page, just search the before and after show. It's the one that looks like it's about film, probably. <laughs> um, thank you guys for listening. Uh, that's what we do it for every week. And uh, if you have feedback, let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, go watch Terminator 2. <laughs> Multiple times. Mm-hmm.